Welcome, everyone. Uh, good morning. This is uh, On Track Podcast, uh, Season 3, Episode 3. Uh, we're, we're recording this on January 18th, um, but it will air on uh, January 20th. Obviously, this is not Herb Sargent. This is Kevin Gordon. Uh, Herb asked us to step in, Asked actually asked Workforce Advancement Group to step in uh, today. I'm guessing that everybody else is pretty busy or we wouldn't be called on <laughs> for this. Anyways, um, I got Pete Perazzo with me. Good morning. And we also have Kendall Bickford over here with us. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. I know you guys were really anxious to do this. So we actually had to have a little wrestling match to see who was going to be the host because Kendall really wanted to do it. But either way, uh, I, I won out somehow. Um, so the, the outline for today, we're going to uh, have a safety topic. Uh, Cam is going to do it. That's going to be on planning. We're going to have some shout outs. There is no prices right this week. We did not have anything to to um, to price up this week. However, there will be uh, one in the, in this week's that you'll be uh, get get to put a price in on. Um, we're also going to have announcements later on. Okay. So first off, though, we're going to let Pete uh, step in here and do the uh, winning bids from last week. Pete. Yeah, uh, we have one one winning bid from last week. Uh, Aaron and Pat worked diligently on. Uh, it was uh, Lake County Airport Runway 4-22. It's the RSA Widening Phase 4 project in Clarksville, Virginia. Uh, we were the low and only bidder at about $1.4 million. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know those guys are looking to pick up small work down there. And, uh, you know, um, we actually saw some of those guys up here uh, uh, two weeks ago. Some of the foremen came up and did some training with us, and they're also going to be coming up again next week. So, uh, we're looking very forward to that, and uh, yeah. But let's move on to the main main interview here. Um, obviously, you got the workforce advancement team in here, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, um, Pete, uh, what have we done for training dates uh, for training so far to date? I should say, uh, quite, quite uh, we've done a couple so far. Got a few, quite a few coming up. Uh, the first one we had scheduled was uh, the SCA twenty twenty one yep. group. Yeah, uh, they were scheduled to come in uh, just right around holiday time, and um, actually, luckily enough, there was still work going on. Yeah, uh, so we actually had to push that training, which is great. That's yeah. that's that's really what we want. We want to keep these guys uh, engaged and working as long as we can. So we were happy to do that. And uh, yeah. if I could post- jump if I could jump in on you there yeah. real quick. I mean, you know, normally that time of year, it's not a problem getting people to come in, especially for training. Absolutely, but to know that everybody out there is is working you know, and still working right now. We still haven't got that group in yet. You know, that's, uh, that's just pretty impressive. And, uh, and, and I'm happy that everybody's out there still working. We will fit them in. We uh, just currently um, um, are happy that everybody's out there still working. So yeah, enough said about that. So, uh, you know, kept our, kept, kept us on our toes on that one, but that was, <laughs> that was good. We were, that was a happy, that's a happy thing to have. Well, this is right? no different than in the field, you know, there's right. curveballs thrown at them right. all the time out there. So this is absolutely no different. And, uh, where, uh, we can adjust just like everybody else can as well. So, uh, then we, then we worked right into uh, a week of foreman leadership training. Uh, that's the one we're doing in conjunction with Wally. Yes. Uh, yep. that went quite well. And we have uh, two additional weeks of that coming up here. Uh, yes. like you said, one next week. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then last week we had a week of craft worker training, which yep. went really well. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, about, I would say it was about half hands-on and half, uh, classroom time, which seemed to work out really well. Yes, it did. Definitely. Um, obviously we had some challenges last week with the weather as far as trying to teach outside, but, um, but 
the maintenance department helped us out immensely and gave us some room up there. We were able to put some, uh, actually had some guys up there, Ken Thurl and Randy King, you know, move some stuff in for us to, so we could jump on that. And that made it awesome that guys could get some real hands-on type training. So, and uh, I guess one thing to note about that group that was in last week, um, you know, half of those guys were hired were uh, hired on this year, half of that group at least. And uh, they all have a very bright future. And um, Heather did a really good job getting us some good quality um, employees hired on this year. And, um, you know, to see him coming in and doing training like that and stuff is just impressive from my, my aspect. So I'm very happy with it. And they had a great week of training. And now I believe most of them are back out in the field again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when we bring these folks in for training, you know, obviously the topics vary depending on, on their position in the company. Um, but a lot of it's consistent. Like our, our core purpose and values talk, uh, is a common theme with all of them. And then the level of hard skills versus uh, soft skills training really depends on what the position we're training is. Yep. Um, but another common theme through all of these is benefits talk. Yes. And we do a ton of benefits talk, which, which would surprise most people. Um, you know, when we talk about training as an earthwork company, you would think, you know, obviously we're doing the, you know, last week we worked on hand, you know, pop levels, hand levels, uh, laser levels, uh, things like that, tapping pipe, stuff like that, which, which wouldn't surprise anyone, but, um, benefits talk really would probably surprise people and not just, uh, the, the, the topics we're talking about in terms of benefits, but also the amount of time that we spend. Yeah. We spent quite a bit of time talking about benefits last week. Yeah. Um, because we really want our people to be stable financially, yep. right? Yep. So HSA, health savings account, uh, 401k retirement, uh, ESOP. We, we spent a ton, ton of time talking to folks at every level about these things because we want them to be financially secure for the future. Yeah. Um, and it's very important to us. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one thing it's almost like <clears throat> most people don't want to talk about it. You know, they, they don't want to admit they don't know something about, you know, something or other. And believe me, when we have the onboarding, um, we all understand when people come in for an orientation, they get, they get a lot thrown at them and they don't catch it all. And even after the fact, you know, we need to do a better job and we are starting to do a better job of following up and making sure they they're understand the benefits, but they're also taking advantage of them and, uh, and, and are getting what they want and need. And then that's a great point, Kevin, is that, you know, I've been through the benefits guide every year front to back, mostly because I have to go to career fairs and things yep. and talk to folks about what our benefits are. Um, but it, things change constantly. Yep. You know, like everybody noticed, I'm sure that we're now with Cigna yep. for, for our health insurance. So there's different aspects of that that we have to cover. Yeah. Uh, so it's constantly changing, not to mention we have about 385 or so folks um, to educate on all of this. And you can't do that during our typical onboarding process, it's just too difficult to cover everything yeah. during that onboarding. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I will say that, you know, Amy Soames is a tremendous resource for us and we, we do the best we can. And uh, when we do run into problems, which we do at times, we give Amy a call and she's super helpful and, and helps everybody out as much as she can. So I would definitely encourage you. We'll have some of her, her, um, her uh, contacts later in the, in the podcast here, but she's, she's a super resource. So we definitely rely on her. Um, yeah, I, I think too, it's good for these guys to know we don't just expect them to be a great employee mm-hmm. while they're here. It's a good one, Kendall. And at some point they're going to need to retire and live comfortably. So yeah. that's yeah, something we, Herb's always been huge on. Yeah, definitely. We always, we always talk about, at least last year we did heavily. We said, we want you guys to learn from our mistakes. And, 
And we did do some things right, but we definitely had a lot of mistakes going up through and, and trying to guide and guide them in more than just being good workers out in the field is huge. Well, something to highlight is that these folks now, we have a lot of folks starting at 18, yeah. 19, 20 years old. You know, I didn't start putting into a 401k until I started here, you know, well into my early 20s. So I lost about five years, yeah. four to five years of, of that time. And to get that time back, would be huge. And yeah. so that that's why we do this, right? Yeah. Is that we've seen what not to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the wrong things to do, and we want to instill the right things into yes. people. Yes. Now, and one thing we're pushing a lot lately, or at least letting letting the uh, younger employees know about, is the Roth option, which we never had when we first started with our 401k. It was all pre-tax. And that Roth option is huge for younger younger investors and stuff. That they can get that money in there. Yes, it goes in post-tax, but it's going to grow tax-free, and they take it out tax-free. That's just huge for their future. And then eventually they'll start switching that over to a pre-tax when they get in the higher uh, tax brackets. You know, Tasha comes in and does a great job uh, in all of our trainings. We invite her into everybody, and she does a great job of not only talking about what the way the company is financially and things they can do to help that, but also personal finance and guidance and things like that. She's huge on that. So... Um, and she's another tremendous resource. Don't be afraid to reach out to her as well. She'd love to help anybody she can. So that's another um, big resource. Yep. You you bring up a great point, Kevin, is that at retirement time, to be able to withdraw that money without having to pay tax on it yeah. is, is amazing. I yeah. mean, that's huge. You may not understand that, the full impact of that at 18 years old, but the, fa- the, fo- the fact that we set folks up to be able to do that is is huge. Yeah, no, I agree. And And someone would look at our training program, Pete, and say, well, uh, aren't you guys training them to do all the work in the field? We do, but I will say this. W- our field does a tremendous job of training the people out there on their own. Once we make them safe here, once they understand the expectations out there, then they can go out in the field. And that's where, like even this summer, all those people we just had in last week, all the craft workers we had in last week, they will put in some really good opportunities to go out in the field and work with people and get trained no matter what crew they were on. People took the time and trained them. We're starting to see some turn there too, and that people in the field are taking, um, well, they're taking the initiative and training these new hires and stuff, and um, and doing a, a really good job of it. So yes, we do some training in here, and we bring them in for some more technical stuff in the winter and stuff. But most of their training out there is in the field, and I would also encourage them: don't be afraid to talk. And people in the field, don't be afraid to talk to these new hires about benefits and stuff like that, and see where they're at, and help them out if you have a little bit of idea or something. Or, or some, some direction they can head in if they need to. So, yeah, that's huge, too. That mentorship piece that you mentioned, um, you know, if the, if the company is going to rely on the three of us to train everyone, <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so, you know, even we had a young, a young gentleman in training last week that hasn't been with the company very long, but he's already starting to step up and take on that mentorship role and is yes. mentoring you know, the first-year folks, yeah. which is huge. That's what we want. We yeah. want everyone at every level to be mentoring each other and learning from each other. And Well, that individual you talk about, the one thing he mentioned was that his foreman, he didn't realize it, that this new hire was basically watching every move he made. And he didn't realize, and his foreman pointed out to him, he said, look, this guy's watching you, and you need to be doing everything right, which he did. He was doing everything right. But now you need to also understand that he's looking up to you and, and you can train him as well. And that's when it, the light bulb went off for him and he started, oh boy, I got to work with this guy. And that's what it's all about. That's right. Yeah. And it doesn't, mentorship doesn't come with a title, with a position. You know, it, it's really incumbent on all of us to be, yeah. be doing that. Yeah. Back to your other point about the three of us, you know, we are somewhat limited that way, but I will tell you having Kendall be, be out in the field from, it was August on, I think Kendall, right? Yeah. 
the end of August, beginning of September. Yeah, I mean, having Kendall to be out in the field while you and I were in here getting ready for the winter training and stuff for that end of the season where I was out there earlier until Kendall got out there, I'm going to go back out again in the spring with Kendall again. But, you know, to have him out there was just tremendous. He could just bounce from job to job. There was one foreman that called him and um, and was going to put in a new pipe run that he'd never done, worked on this type of pipe before and just asked for a little guidance. Kendall immediately showed up the next morning, helped him get his book set up, helped him get everything set up, and then put the pipe in. And we didn't have that when we were coming up through. Basically, you got stuff thrown at you, and you just had to go figure it out. And uh, we don't want people to have to struggle if they don't have to. Right. That's exactly right. So that's huge. So what do we get for upcoming training for this winter? Uh, quite a bit, actually. So the way we structured this this winter, um, you know, we always, we're always improving, always learning from the past. Uh, so we structured ourselves this selves this winter so that we have a training just about every other week, um, because packing them in week week after week really doesn't do anyone any justice. No, and doesn't doesn't do anything to help us either. So no, no. to get prepared for the next one. So right. uh, what we're doing in those in between weeks uh, that we don't have you know official training scheduled is we're doing some individualized training with with folks, whether it be on benefits or hard skills, soft skills, things like that. Yeah. Um, so really filling that time with, with a little bit more, uh, free form yeah. individualized training. I, I assume that it's going to slow up a little bit at some point here during the winter that we might be able to free up some people to come in and do some, some, uh, individualized type training and stuff in those off weeks. Cause I think that's going to be huge that they'll have the time to, to sit in here and work with us no matter what it is we want to work on or they want to work on or their ops managers want them to work on, we can help them with a bunch of different things. Absolutely. Sure. And with those big projects going on down in Portland area, it's, it's nice that we have work going on. Yes. You know, that's always something we want. We yeah. want work going on through the winter if we can, yeah. obviously. So Absolutely. That's, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. And you talk about a great training environment down there. You know, that's, that's huge. They see a lot of stuff down there and people are going to learn a lot down there, which is awesome. Yep. So bottom line, between now and, uh, say, mid-April, we have um, trainings at every level, um, you know, supervisor training, craft worker training, operator training. Uh, and then when we get into the middle of April and on, uh, our new hires start to train, Yeah, whether that be new hire foreman, new hire uh, craft workers, and, uh, and then into interns, and then right into the SCA high school class, which will be in about mid-June. Yeah, I guess I'd like to comment on that. You know, we started out in 2016 with... Uh, with our first high school class and we've done it ever since then, except for 2020, we didn't do it. Um, so we started out with six weeks of training right here in Stillwater. And then we moved it to five weeks of training, then down to four this past winter, uh, this past year, um, we, the high school students, we only brought in for two, uh, one week in Stillwater. And then we took them out into the field for a week whether we could actually go from crew to crew and show them everything that was going on and we could explain it all. And then the crews would come out and help them too. And then we assigned each each one of the, the class members to a crew, and that was just a huge week. And I bounced from there right around from crew to crew and just worked with those guys. That was huge. But I guess the kind of the transition I see happening is this year we decided to start training more, uh, I guess, more older people, not just the high school students. We focused on the high school immediately out, and this is how we're kind of evolving over time. Now we're seeing we can start when we start bringing people on in April, May, June, getting them in here, training them up here, and then sending them out to the field. And right now, I think that our, um, our retainage is a whole lot higher than it's been in the past years um, due to facts like that. We're doing better with that. Also, I think we're also doing a much better job of onboarding. And you kind of took the lead when they, when they started transitioning you from what was the project management role into, the, uh, into, the, um, into this role of, uh, of workforce advancement. 
you know, I noticed that you were starting to reach out with uh, 30, 60, 90 day hires and at least contacting them and keeping in contact with them. And we made a better effort. And I think we're only going to get better at that as well. Yeah, that's something that's always, uh, has always been challenging. And we talked about it from a benefits standpoint specifically. Uh, you know, we have new, new folks start and then our, our 401k benefit doesn't kick in until 90 days. Right. Well, at that point, whatever they heard on day one, which, you know, obviously you get a lot thrown at you on day right. one, right. Uh, may not have stuck. So it's, it's important to revisit that and say, okay, you know, here at 90 days, you're going to start seeing money come out of your check and go into the 401k. And that's what this is all about. And really start talking specifics about that when you yeah. can just focus on that aspect. Yeah. yeah. And the, the biggest thing I get out of the keeping in contact with everyone, yeah. it's got to make them feel a lot better not to just get thrown out in the field and say, oh, well, I did my onboarding. Now I got to go to work. Yeah. It's got to give them a lot more confidence to know yeah. that people are still checking up on them and, and caring. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that, Kendall. And on top of that, we also are starting to maybe do some, give some feedback on performance. You know, a lot of times, you know, people don't hear anything. They think, well, I'm doing okay. And basically people just aren't sharing that with them. And, and I think we're doing a better job of that. And I hope that we're doing a better job in the field, but we're going to try to make a better effort of maybe coming up with a, not an evaluation, but at least a, uh, an assessment that we can go over with them and say, you know, where we think they should be and where they are, you know, and that just makes them that much more comfortable. And, and Kendall brings up a great point. You know, that we've been in the field before we've worked in the field. We know what it's like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, a new hire shows up mm -hmm. that may never have worked construction before. Right. And you're up to, you know, the top of your legs and alligators. And here's this new person that you have to train. Yeah. And, and it's, it's tough challenge. It's challenging because you have everything going on in your normal duties as a foreman or a superintendent. And then you get this aspect added in and it's not, you know, it's not ideal. No, no, definitely not. But we're like, like with all of our, our, our uh, divisions, so to speak, or at least our different departments and stuff, we're, we're trying to always continually have improvement and, and we're always going to be that way. And that's, it's getting better all the time. I'm pretty impressed with it. So, um, so, so what are we trying to accomplish with all this, this training, Pete? I think, well, to, to highlight something, interesting is that we the three of us all bring something different to the table yeah so we may have different focuses but i think when it comes down to it that core purpose and value you know our core purpose and values is what we're training by so that that is our guide you know we haven't really been given a lot of direction and, and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean we have these core purpose and values to to follow and then we kind of form our trainings around those yeah and it's, it's really that simple, yeah. right? And that's that's what we want our folks learning. And then we just adapt, kind of adapt everything to that. So um, we really want to prepare people for opportunities. That's a huge one. Yep. Uh, people that want to advance, we want you to advance. Yep. Uh, we don't want to put up roadblocks. We want to, get, we want to give you the tools and we want to empower, empower you to go where you want to go. Yep. Um, you know, people that, are, that have a lot of purpose in their lives, a lot of purpose that they're in their career are happier. So if you see somewhere you want to head, let's get you headed that way. Absolutely. And that's not to say, you know, you may be sitting out there and listening and saying, I want to be CEO of Sargent someday. <laughs> I'm not going to promise you that. Yeah. You may not have that skill set. Right. But let's find what you are good at. Yeah. You know, Herb calls it finding, uh, getting the right people on the bus and then getting them in the right seats. Yep. Absolutely. So we want to get the right people here and then we want to get them in the seat they belong in and where they're happy and where they, they can utilize their skill set. Yeah. That's where people are really happiest is when they can use their natural skill set to do a function and 
and be successful at it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they may they may start down that road and decide they want to go a different road, but they right. have to have that opportunity to be able to understand what they're doing and do that. Yeah, and that's why when we when we start our initial training, we want to expose everybody to a lot of different things. But also, we also want them to start out, you know, learning right on the ground like we all did. That's where you learn best when you're around our experienced operators and all these different people. You learn best if you ever want to become an operator or, or whatever it may be or a foreman or a pipe layer. You're watching some of the best people do it and, and, and you're understanding the expectations right there. So that's awesome. You know, a big part of our training this year is uh, we're discussing this winter about routine and structure. Herb did a podcast with uh, Major League All-Star Mike Bordick. And they talked a lot about how Mike got to where he was. He wasn't the most gifted athlete in, in the world, but he just he had routine and structure they stuck to. And a lot of what we do is the same exact stuff, so we push that a lot. How it, Like when we do the training down, down in the basement there, before they go out to do a skill, they're going to actually go through and come up with all the hazards, all the tools they may need, all the PPE they may need. They're going to make a list of it. So it's all routine and structure. It's just doing the same thing over and over. And it's the same thing on the job site, yep. right? It's that, sure that's the constant thread that kind of runs through all of this is we're going to teach you the skills, not only to be successful in training, obviously, and to learn the new skills, but also to take them out into the field and utilize them. Absolutely. As well as routine and structure in your personal life. Yes. Yeah, exactly, Kendall. Same, same idea when we're talking about budgeting and savings and, and making sure you get all the benefits taken care of and all that stuff. Absolutely. It's what it's all about, you know. And from, from not just from a work standpoint, but we have tools in place that really make a lot of these things easy. Yes, I say easy. You know, what we do isn't easy. No. But, for example, um, you know, in the morning, going through an STA, right, yep. during the plan of the day meeting, that really will highlight what you need to be thinking about for the day. There may be something that gets brought up on an STA that somebody didn't think about. Yep. And that's that routine and structure we talk about that sets you up for su- success. And the same holds true for our 401K. You know, if you routinely, it's automatically set up for you. Yep. You really don't have to think about it. Right. You, your six or six or so percent comes out every week. It gets invested and you don't touch it until you retire. Yeah. It's it's that simple. No, exactly. Exactly. You know, um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the STA in the morning, the pod meeting in the morning. You know, we talk about routine and structure. I see a ton more communication going on out there at those meetings and stuff. Way more than I think we probably saw in the past. And I think that's helping with a lot of our safety statistics and things like that. But I think that people are realizing that if they have a thought, we want them to throw it out there. You know, more heads looking at something is better than just one person looking at something. You're going to see something like Kendall may see something different than I do. If we talk about it, we're going to come up with a plan that works for the company, basically. You know, And, and that's a great point is that part of this training, what we're doing is empowering folks to be able to speak up and have those conversations. Yep. So every everyone on the job site has some value to bring. Absolutely. Even if it's your first day ever working construction, you may something may jump out at you that we've been doing for years, and you'd say to yourself, "Hey, I, why are we doing it that way?" Yeah. And then that conversation gets initiated. Yeah. And may, maybe we maybe there's a better way to do it. Absolutely. Just because it's your first day on a construction site doesn't mean you don't have value to bring. Oh, absolutely. You're 100 percent correct there. So uh, is there anything new new here, Pete? Uh, well, we, we've kind of slowly been rolling out uh, a new initiative we've been working on uh, called Build a Life with Us. Yep. And what that really uh, kind of will s- communicate to our employees and, and folks who may want to come work with us uh, is that we want well-rounded folks. 
right? Sure, sure. So we've talked about it. You know, it should be pretty obvious from listening to this podcast. We're not just focusing on <laughs> shoveling, right? right? As workforce development, we're not just teaching folks how to shovel. That's kind of our little joke, internal joke, right? Yeah. We're not just teaching folks how to shovel. Yeah. We want to have well-rounded folks. So um, whether that's building your career skills, um, yourself, your personal life from a wellness standpoint, yep. um, but also your wealth. Long-term wealth, short-term wealth, uh, and what that means to us is budgeting, yep. um, setting yourselves up for retirement. Um, so it's it's really having hitting those three major points, um, career, self, and wealth, and trying to build well-rounded folks. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we have a new video out on it as well, which I think is very, very impressive. Build would help to helped us with, and uh, that was really, really a good good starting point for us. And I, I think we've always kind of we've always kind of pushed it that way, but uh, now it's kind of out there and I think That's it's right. awesome. Think and it's, and it's like everything else we do. If we're, we need to be more intentional about it. Right. Yeah. So, so we're, this is us being more intentional yes. about things we've always done. Yep. We've always had a great 401k yep. uh, benefit, yep. but now we're just being more intentional about yes. it. The way we train on it, the way we get that out there. And maybe we ought to put that video in the show notes. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I've heard, <laughs> I've, heard <laughs> I've heard Herb say that before. Let's put it in the show notes. Jason's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're, the, we're not the tech guys, that's for sure. <laughs> we'll let somebody else figure that out. I can I get the shovel and the rake part. <laughs> I can handle that. Anyways, um, so Cam Hagar has kind of slipped in on us. Anything else, Kendall or, or Pete, you'd like to add on uh, on uh, on anything we've talked about at all so far? Before I let Cam take over, because I think he's probably going to run us over. And we're looking to be under Tasha's time, but I'm not sure we're going to make it now that he's stepped in. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> not, not only is he throwing digs at me, he's throwing digs at Tasha. Those too. are the best ones. When you, can, when you can get some collateral fire in there, that sounds well, good. you know, that's how it goes. So, Cam, welcome. Good morning. How you doing? I am well. How Great. are you, gentlemen? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We, uh, we're very happy to be here. As am I. Yes. Who turned the heat on in here? <laughs> we, keep the, we keep the workforce development annex about 60 degrees. Well, we don't have much money over there. No. Pretty low budget. We, we got to do what we can. <laughs> oh man, what am I? What are we gonna do with you guys? <laughs> We're never happy. Sorry. Uh, well, so I do. I got a safety topic, and okay. I think it ties in nicely with what you guys are kind of talking about and what we're doing with training in general uh, this off season and over the past few years. I wanted to touch on planning. I know we've talked about this mm. prior, but I think it's a it's an important aspect of what we do here at Sergeant and what you're training um, all of our craft workers, foremen, superintendents this off season. So specific to planning, I just wanted to touch on the continuous improvement model that we've kind of, we've been trying to implement here at Sergeant, the plan do check act. So this is something where it, it's a model where you plan your work, you do it or you, you perform it. You check on what you've done yeah. to make sure the process is working and then you act on any like what you've checked up on to make sure if see if it's working or if it's not working if we have to make adjustments and then it's you just keep redoing that plan do check act and you just make those continuous improvements throughout our processes yeah. so this applies to our day-to-day -day stuff in the field doing our STAs this also applies to planning for projects estimating bidding this this plan do check act process can be applied to top down and bottom up yep. all throughout um, our system for all of our policies and procedures. And I guess just, you know, touching on the STA, right? We, we come up with the STAs or our mm -hmm. JHAs in the morning, mm -hmm. which crew does. And then 
So we're planning our work. Then we go out and execute it. But then we check on it, right? We, ha- we check throughout the day to see if there's any changing conditions or if we have to modify, like if, if there, I don't know, there was an, exi- an existing utility in the ground that we didn't know about or we didn't, you know, we didn't plan for because it wasn't on the as-build. I mean, we all know as-builds are perfect, right? There's never <laughs> anything in the ground that we don't foresee, right? Easy now. So, <laughs> so you know, th- let's just say there's, you know, we planned our day, we started our work, and then we have to check on that because there's an unforeseen condition, right? So then we have to adjust and act on those adjustments yep. as, as far as planning. So that, that's the plan, do, check, act model uh, in a nutshell. And it just, it ties in with our situational awareness and our routine and structure. So sure. if we get into a routine and a good structure of, of following this continuous improvement, plan, do, check, act, I think not only is it going to help our employees with planning, but it, it's going to help them get into that structure. Sure. in that routine that we talked about yeah. and just, you know, planning for weather conditions and, and it's going to help them do the right thing for the right reasons. We, we talk about our, our core purpose and values, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's just, it's extremely important to make sure that we, we are doing, we're continuously improving, right? We want to make sure we're improving our employee owners at all levels to be leaders. And, and this is one tool that we can implement in the field and at the office to help them do that. Yes. You know, um, Eric talk has started this whole year off with slow down, you know, and I, I believe that means more of the planning as well. And I think that's helped a lot and I think we can still improve on it, but I do like that portion of it. The do, yes, obviously. And with, I like that check. Sometimes we don't do that after action review, so to speak, where we've done something we look at it and then we talk about with the crew just briefly, how do we do and can we make improvements? You know, eventually it'd be nice to have a library where people could share some of that stuff. And then, you know, almost like maybe on teams we could do that or something like that so that foreman could see, well, I'm going to be doing that task. I remember somebody else did it and, and here's what, what their after action or their check was, you know. And so, yeah, I think that's huge and, and uh, something we could definitely definitely work on and improve on for sure. And yeah. I, I made a note here as you guys were talking before I got into the safety topic is follow-up. Follow-up is key. Yes. And, and that's part of that checking with this plan, do, check, act process, not just for, for planning, but just follow up, you know, safety following up on things that we've implemented or, you know, something happening in the field, making sure somebody's comfortable, following up on training, you know, with foremen or craft workers out in the field from a workforce advancement standpoint, just following up. Yeah. I think it, it helps reinforce to everyone, all of our employee owners, that we care. Yeah, That's the biggest thing I think that we can probably agree, one of the biggest things that we can agree on that we we care yeah. here at Sargent. And, Absolutely. And I think being able to, you know, I'll say stress that is, is extremely important. And yeah. part of that, part of doing that's follow up. Yeah. You know, we all kind of get stuck in our own little worlds at times and we kind of forget about, well, there's some new hires out there that maybe don't understand some of this stuff. So definitely follow up. Did they understand and things like that, as well as the whole safety aspect of it as well. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah. And I apologize for saying you'd take up our, you'd run our <coughs> podcast out because that wasn't very well. That wasn't very. <laughs> that wasn't very nice of me, was it? No, Cam? it wasn't, and it, I didn't take very long at all. I think you did. In fact, I think your portion <laughs> is going to be, you know. I know. I know. Yeah, that's what I thought. I Cam, just figured that out. <laughs> I think you brought a tremendous amount of value today, Cam. Thank you. Wow, <laughs> that might be pushing it, but maybe a little bit. Let's of value. let's move on to shout outs, <laughs> shall we? So, uh, Kendall, uh, we're going to have you start out with first shout outs, yeah. All right, the first one's from Stuart McDaniels. He says, last week I was in Rochester 
and want to thank the others there for a great week. They know who they are. Next one is from Tasha Gardner. Uh, she has two shout outs. Uh, the first one is to Mike Thibodeau. She spied him cleaning the snow off of Tina and Leah's cars when he didn't know anyone else was watching. Uh, he was doing the kind thing even when no one is watching. That's one of our core values. Yes, that's there. awesome. That's a great one. Uh, number two is a shout out to the craft workers uh, that were in winter training class last week. She names them Isaac Preble, Alex Castedio, Derek Southern, Troy Day, Ben Watson, and Tyler Lupo. Uh, she really enjoyed talking with them. And she really appreciated their willingness to share their experiences. A uh, great group of up-and-comers. Yeah, says. definitely. I agree with that 100%. That's a great shout-out, too. Thank you, Tasha. Cam, um, uh, you get the next one. All right. Our next shout outs from Eric Rishi to Tasha, Carrie, Brian, and the entire the entire finance group, Casey Noyes, PCAs, for pushing through another year-end close. We get to see tangible results every day in the field and behind the scenes where it comes just as difficult at times, but this group execute executes with timeliness and precision. Yeah, that's a great, another great shout out. Thank you, Eric. And uh, Kendall, I'm gonna let you take the next one from Eric. Uh, Eric's next one is a shout out to the ops managers, Justin, Jim, Tim, Doug, Sean, and Josh. These guys are on a tremendous amount of. These guys take on a tremendous amount on a daily basis, and then the changes being batted at them continuously. From day-to-day business or organization issues, their time, dedication, and hard work is second to none, and caring for the employees of this company is always at the forefront. Sorry, man. I gave you the hardest, longest one. Sorry about that. (laughs) Threw you a curveball there. Well, you know, he's good for it. He'll only chew me out later. So I get the last one, this last one, because it's from me. Uh, Last week, we had the craft worker training, which we've already talked about. And I just want to give a quick shout out to a few different people here. Amy Soames, she called in on Teams and helped us with some benefits questions and was very helpful. In fact, followed up and helped a a few of our employees with some stuff that they hadn't originally signed up for, but she was able to get them in even after the sign-up date. After Herbist, he visited us twice um, for a couple different trainings. I believe it was Silica Awareness, Kendall, and Combined Space Entry. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, good. And um, and Herb did stop down to spend a little bit of time with the craft workers and, and give them encouragement and some uh, some thoughts and things. Tasha, as I mentioned before, she came down and discussed some financials with them as well as uh, encouragement and advice. She uh, She's always awesome with that. I love having her come in, as I do most of our uh, guest speakers. Holden Kimball, he, um, he came in twice uh, last week to help them with some hard skills training, um, with some confined space entry, some low-pressure air testing, vacuum testing, and tapping of ductile iron pipe. And if anybody goes by the, uh, the Workforce Advancement Office, you'll see the, the uh, training uh, for the confined space entry and stuff. We, we've dubbed it the bomb shelter, which uh, I think horrifies Tasha, but it's, uh, it, it, won't, it won't blow away like the ones did last year. I'll just say that. Listen, it's, it's warm in there. <laughs> it okay. is very warm in there <laughs> and cozy. That's right. um, uh, and I'd like to have another shout out for Ken Thurlow and Randy King for pulling together uh, the structures, the pipes, the drills, coring machines, all the stuff we needed that was in the in the wash uh, in the uh, paint bay as well as the sludge bay to help us with some of the hard skills training. Uh, very much appreciate it, guys. Kim Ryan and, and, and Tina Bouchard, another shout out because uh, you you ladies helped us out tremendously with meals and things like that, and uh, we very much appreciate. It. And finally, Tim Richards, Eric Gifford, and the whole maintenance crew for letting us steal some some space up there in the sludge bay and the, uh, and the paint bay. That was, uh, very much, uh, appreciated. 
especially with the, some of those colder temperatures. So um, I guess we're on to an announcement right now. We're almost towards the end of this. Thank God everybody's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Big sigh of relief from the crowd. Yeah. So, uh, Pete, I'd like you to, I guess, go over well steps for that. You don't want to... Uh you don't want to skip prices, right, do you? Oh, shoot. Sorry about that. He wanted to skip it because he wanted me to read it. That's why. Oh, okay. There we go. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Price is Right this week is the price of the new McCluskey J50 Jaw Crusher. And that one, we're renting that right now. Is that correct? Yes. Is that on one of the jobs? It's Must be Rochester. Rochester. Okay, cool. Awesome. That's a good one. Nice one. Look forward to that. Should we, get, should we give him a hint? Do you... I guess. What do, you, what, what do you think, Herb slash Pete? <laughs> Herb would say it costs more than a dollar. Okay. All right, less than $10 million, Less right? than $10 million. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's probably okay, I guess. Narrow it down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. So, Pete, why don't you move on to announcements for us so we can get off this thing off so people can uh, go back to their lives. Okay. Uh, well, steps. I, I, had that, uh, I had that you were going to read the first announcement, Kevin. Kevin, are you going to make it? I'm going to make it. Okay, I'm sorry. Welcome to the last Workforce Advancement Podcast, (laughs) folks. It's been fun. (laughs) All right. I apologize. So a reminder to employee owners who did not elect Sergeant Health Insurance this year, uh, you need to provide proof of of other medical coverage to Amy Soames to qualify for the monthly $250 medical reimbursement benefit. This is an annual request. Even if you provided proof of other coverage last year, you will need to do so again for 2022, as planned coverage may change. Please reach out to Amy if you have any questions by email at asomes, that's S-O-M-E-S, at sergeant.us, or by phone. Excellent. Uh, Next announcement is about WellSteps. If you want to register for WellSteps, you should have received an email, but uh, you can also go to wellsteps.com backslash sergeant and click on the register button. Uh, you can register by using your email address as your new username. That's the email address that you have on file with the company and um, where you receive your pay statement every week. And then everyone who registers by the end of January, by January 31st, will be entered into a drawing to win one of four Fitbits. Uh, those have GPS enabled on them or a stainless steel water bottle. So, um Go ahead and sign up for Well Steps, please. And then uh, the first full week of February, I guess it starts February 7th, uh, we will be holding our first Well Steps wellness campaign. goes from February 7th to March 13th. And it will be a five-week challenge and focus on healthy eating. And then uh, more information to follow uh, beginning January 31st. Uh, well Steps, transform your life by improving your health. If you have any questions about this or anything else, uh, please contact Amy Soames. Email address is uh, asomes at sergeant.us. So A-S-O-M-E-S at sergeant.us. I would have to uh, admit I just got my uh, tracker hooked up to the app uh, yesterday. So, And I saw that Josh Shaw is, is wondering why nobody's trying to knock him off, or at least there's not many people trying to knock him off. I don't think anybody's going to, but... <laughs> At least we get a fighting chance if you hook your track if you hook your tracking device up to that. Maybe we should steal his tracking device. <laughs> we could do something to him, slow him down. Yeah. Kendall, would you like to take the next one? Uh, employees should have their W twos in the mail early next week. Uh, employees who have had a change in address should contact Allison as soon as possible to ensure that W twos get to them. Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you. 
So I think with that being said, I think we're all done. Everything we had to run run through. Is there, uh, Cam, anything you'd like to add for the end of it here? Well, I'm sorry, you're going to do your sign-off there. Kendall, is there anything you'd like to add to the crew? I guess Herb says you got the, the voice of the, the ear of the crew out here. Anything you'd like to add? I would just like to say keep up the hard work and don't be afraid to call. If you guys need anything, call, email, contact me. I'll be there as soon as I can. Yeah, and I know a lot of people do reach out to you, and you're very quick about getting back to them and, and helping them out, so great job with that. Thank you. Pete, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I want to echo Kendall. He, he hit it best. It's uh, We are a resource, yeah. so please reach out. Anything you need, we can be here to help you, and we'll do, do our very best to help you. Yeah, awesome. Great one. Good one. So finally, I mean, I don't have much more to add other than simple, you know, echo what you guys say too. You know, we're here to help you out, so please don't be afraid to reach out to us. But great job out there. Uh, I'm still amazed that we have this many crews working this time of the year, and it's just awesome. So keep going. I know it's cold out there. I know you're dealing with a lot of things, but please be safe out there. Hang in there and um, and, and keep on doing what you're doing. It's just been a great year, and we're looking forward to a great 2022. Cam, I'm going to let you finish this thing up. All right. Let's uh, have another week with zero accidents. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you.